Welcome to Mental Conversations, a podcast focusing on positive mental health and overcoming the struggle of life. My name is Chris Sutton and I'm excited. I'm always excited. Um, today I am joined by Claire Smith. Claire is a health coach uh, who helps people get over chronic health problems and reclaim their health by using diet, lifestyle, mindset, herbs and bodywork. I do. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, first things first... Um, you do a lot of your work out of Harrogate. I do. Harrogate is officially Britain's happiest place to live. Is that down to you? I think entirely <laughs> and, and solely down to the radiant uh, joy that I bring to right. the town. Excellent. That's, that's <laughs> it. You heard it here. So come and see Claire if you want to be happy. Um, so can you briefly tell me or tell us um, what you do? What does that mean, all that stuff I just said? There's a really big disconnect when people are trying to put the health back on track with going to somebody and expecting to be fixed. So yeah. uh, people are expecting a magic pill or the solution. And really how I see pain and discomfort as ill health is that it's a teacher. It's, it's come along in some way to help you adjust your path, do something differently, look deeper within yourself, make a different choice. And from that comes a journey. Yeah. Um, and You're smiling like you know. Know about, you, you know about my <laughs> dislike oh, of the word journey. journey. It's such a cliche. <laughs> um, but there isn't a better way to describe it because it is a, it's a path that people follow and you, don't, you kind of know where you want to get to, but you don't really know where the path will lead you. Yeah, okay. I like. I mean, what I like about it, and I mean, we've spoken we've spoken at length before, actually, um, and I like the fact that you're it's, you're the guide. You mm -hmm. know, you're not you're not in any stretch of the imagination saying I'm going to fix you. I'm going to do the work. It is straight away letting people know. You know, this is about you doing the work, and you're doing the work on your life. But you're actually there to help guide them through that. I yeah. think that must be a really powerful thing to be able to do. Quite a difficult thing to be able to do, and because it because it involves getting people um, motivated mm. and to actually take that control of their own life. Yeah, definitely. And and it's hard to it's hard to change that expectation. And I think we all do have a habit of kind of deferring to an authority and thinking, "Oh, well, I'm stuck. So tell me what to do." Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's and it's kind of an easy route as well because if you go to someone and say, "Tell me what to do," and they say, "Well, what do you think you should do?" You think, "Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, yeah. I just want the answer." That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I've I've actually had um, even in a working environment, I've worked with people who line managers who use like coaching techniques, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and you'll you'll like ask them a question, and they'll they will respond with a question. Yeah, and and you you kind of you do get that level of frustration of like you think, "No, I want someone to do it for me," but. When you actually do something for yourself and then you come out of the other side, particularly like if you come out in a more positive frame of mind or if you achieved something, you get so much more you've, you you get so much more out of that, don't you? That yeah. you've actually put the effort in yourself and um Yeah, and because you've problem solved it and because you've experienced it, the next time you come across the same or a similar problem, you've already got the tools, the resources and the confidence to do it yourself. Yeah. So it's and, really empowering. And it's that kind of structure. It's the building blocks kind of behind 
the crap of life that you're kind of helping people focus on. Yeah. So it's things that you can actually use time and time again. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but it certainly made sense in my mind. Um, yeah, but it's helping people have more self-knowledge. Yeah. So that they know, oh, I know why I keep getting stuck there. And if you give them the answer all the time, they don't know why they're getting stuck there. Yeah, that's you right. That's but it's right. very difficult as well to not tell people the answer. Because you're just like, oh, it's, it's this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to skip you ahead. I never thought and you of can't, that. That's why it's a journey, because you can't skip ahead. You can't read the back page, because you miss the story. That's really interesting, because I have, I have um, several friends, actually, um, or, and, and acquaintances, who, because of my kind of profile around mental health now, have approached me and kind of asked me and I'll tell them about my process and my journey mm -hmm. and like and what's happened with me but but I can see in them where I was mm -hmm. on my journey quite you know literally a couple of years back even mm -hmm. and I've actually with through no training or expertise really I've kind of noticed that myself I've thought I can see where a path that you could go through but I, you have to go through it you mm -hmm. can't I can't just say do this this and this and you'll get there yeah. i can see you know i can see this this fog that they need to actually go through anyway talking of fog <clears throat> and clearing that fog there's a very specific subject i wanted to talk to you about um for this podcast and it's one of the things i'm most i keep in fact i've tweeted about this and said i've discovered the secret of life i'm going to talk about it with claire smith <laughs> <clears throat> because like i don't think this can actually be underestimated the power of the witness, the observer, mm -hmm. and and the fact that maybe this is very personal to me, but the fact that previously I've really struggled to understand this, and I'm started to get an understanding of what it means, and since I've started having that understanding, a, a door's kind of been unlocked for me. And I'll mm -hmm. talk about that a bit more later. But um, could, would you be able to explain to us like what? What the what what is the observer? What is the witness? What's the theory behind this? Well, my understanding of it, and I'm sure that there's different interpretations in different systems, is that it's a neutral standpoint where there is no judgment. So it's like you watching yourself, but without an awareness of self and without judgment. So that you can see how you're reacting, you can see the thoughts that are coming up, you can see the emotions that are coming up, but it's without reaction. And because you have that time delay between what's actually happening and how you respond, you get control and you get choice mm -hmm. about what you actually then do. Okay. So I, yeah, I like that. I... Have you heard of, uh, I know I've mentioned this to you off air, but The, the Untethered Soul, mm -hmm. a book called The Untethered Soul. I'm just going to plug it out there. I can't even remember who wrote it. But the way, the, the, bit that it, the way it described it, the bit that got me to understand it was like, it was talking about who you are. Mm -hmm. So you do this kind of in self-investigation of, well, who am I? So they're asking like these specific things like this. And so, you know, so let's, so use me as an example. My name's Chris, but that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. That's my name. Then it's like, well, okay, are you your body? Well, if you, if I've cut my legs and arms off, I'm still Chris. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you could get right down to not very much, and I'd still be Chris. Mm -hmm. So actually, no, I'm not my body. Okay, so anyway, it goes on and on and on about brain. And then the thing for me, the bit that I that was kind of real a penny dropper, if that's an expression, was like the um, thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, it was surely you. Yeah, you you are your thoughts, aren't you? You're the thing. You're the thing that's thinking. And then I read this thing, and it said, um, "Think of your thoughts like a roommate." like someone you live with because you're not choosing to have a lot of the thoughts you have mm -hmm. they're just happening and they're actually I'm gonna hash this up but please try and pull me back if I do um, but they're actually like a reaction to a situation but that reaction is based on the gazillion kind of life experiences you've been through and things you've learnt mm. so it's not you choosing to react in a certain way and therefore have these thoughts mm. it's natural a natural reaction based on how you've previously survived situations or how you've previously mm. managed to get through them yeah that and make not, sense? not only your experience of how you've done that but anybody that's ever guided you or advised you or parented you or taught yeah. you you get their filter, Cult uh, our society and our culture gives us a filter. So I call them um, Oakley glasses. You mm -hmm. know, like the Oakley Slightkin glasses, you can change the lenses for okay. like pink ones or blue ones. Yeah, yeah, ones, yeah, yeah. And it totally changes your outlook on what you're seeing. <coughs> and so we pick up as we go through life all these different filters and we put them on and we wear them when we see, and that's just how we think we see life and that's the way of seeing it. Um, and we will, we do live in kind of bubbles of people that are quite similar to us. Mm -hmm. um, and it's only when you go and talk to someone completely different or see something through someone else's lens, which is why films and documentaries and all that kind of stuff are so important, you can actually see something from a completely different standpoint. Yeah, I like that. So you're so it's so it's almost like it's the I guess it's the choice aspect of it that that kind of that really threw me is that I always thought that I was I had some kind of control over what I was thinking or um, like naturally but that, but this is almost like once you can get into the state of witnessing these thoughts and witnessing what's happening then you can have a choice to change your behavior you choose how you respond yeah um, that was actually in an appointment with someone today and it made me think of probably because I had this observer idea in my head yeah you it made me think of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> a tale called the farmer's son and it's um a tale where the there's a farmer who has a horse and his horse gets lame and he thinks ah oh, I feel really sorry for this horse um, it does all the work I'm going to turn it out into the wilderness and set it free and the villagers all kind of come around and say oh, what a shame, you must be really devastated, you've kind of freed this horse and it's gone off into the wilderness, and that's a really bad thing. And he said, well, you know, maybe it is and maybe it isn't. Um, and then two days later, the horse has had a bit of a rest, it's not lame anymore, it's enjoyed its rest and its freedom, and it comes back and 12 other horses have kind of followed it from the wilderness back into his corral, so now he has like this whole team of horses, and the villagers come round and they say, well, that's amazing. Oh, you must be so thrilled, you must be so happy that you've you've got all these horses. Um, and he said, well, you know, maybe it is, mm. maybe it isn't. 
and his son is the guy that helps him out on the farm and he's he's with all these like brand new wild horses and he's trying to kind of herd them and tackle them and he gets knocked to the ground and breaks his leg and the villagers all come around and they say well that's terrible because he's the guy that helps you out the most on the farm and he's broken his leg he can't help you now so what are you going to do? I mean, it must be really bad. And he said, well, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe it is. is, maybe it isn't. And it goes on to have, um, then he, they're consigning all the young men in the area to be drafted. They all go off to get killed in a battle. Mm-hmm. Their son's broken his leg, so he doesn't go. Yeah. And, and it goes on and on and on. And it's a journey. Yeah. And so if you react to events in the moment of an event without a neutral, a neutral, a neutral mind, where you get to kind of go, well, it's happened, so let's see what happens, okay. and I'll stay self-possessed, and I won't be pulled into a negative or into a positive. I'll just ride the course, yeah, and I'll stay true to myself, basically. Okay. So, it, I it like really that. Reminded me of this. <laughs> I, I, I like that because it is that the the bit of like where that can be like uh, for me where you can relate that to real to real life and so to my life is that um i find that a lot of my anxieties um and you know you hear this uh, most people have heard this that you know if you're talking if someone's depressed it's because they're focused on the past if someone's anxious they're focused too much on the future Mm -hmm. rather than being in the now and a lot of my anxieties yeah go along those lines in the terms in terms of There'll be something, there'll be an event coming up mm-hmm. today, tomorrow, whenever it is. And it might be something really, really small, but that's what I'll be focusing all on, you mm-hmm. know, is I'm not going to be able to deal with that event or that event is going to go wrong or something's not going to work well yeah. because of it. And if you're able to do that, um, that farmer's perspective, then, then essentially if you're able to live your life through that lens, it takes all that away, Absolutely. actually, because, because whatever happens... It's, you know, you don't know what the consequence or what's going to subsequently happen yeah. isn't going to be of benefit because of it. Yeah. So it's almost like, well, what's the point in worrying about it? Because it'll go how it goes. Yeah. And you, if you try to control it too much, you stifle yourself. And so you, you don't allow for the natural course. Yeah. But there's still an element of, that sounds like you kind of just think, well, I'm not even going to pay attention, I'm just going to go with it. But the observer doesn't do that. The observer just keeps you in your centre. It keeps you centred, basically. Hmm. I think um, there's, because this was, what we'd said previously was like, so when we were talking about what we were going to talk about, was, well, what are the benefits of this observer? What are the benefits of seeing things from this position? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have got a couple of notes. Um, and it is like um, the way it had been described to me before that I hadn't been, that, that where I hadn't been able to understand it was around people saying things like, you're watching a big movie screen. So they're your thoughts, they're your feelings. And, and basically just let them go. Mm-hmm. don't attach to them mm-hmm. and that would really wind me up mm-hmm. right because i just couldn't i couldn't do that yeah i wasn't able to actually do that yeah. and like i said it's literally only in the last couple of weeks where um actually after after a conversation we'd had for one thing um where i where it's actually worked for me and this is what i would kind of say that people could try because it's happened it's worked for me was meditating mm-hmm. 
And I've always been a frustrated meditator, which mm-hmm. I think is quite a common thing, mm-hmm. in that you get, you know, taken away by a train of thought, and then that whole thing of it doesn't matter, let it go, don't think, oh, I'm not doing it, I'm not con- focusing on the breath, just let it go. And I've always struggled to do that let it go thing. And then it's worked since I've thought, actually, those thoughts aren't me. Yeah. Those things on the screen aren't me. That just that knowledge or that perspective has enabled me to detach. Yeah. So it's been quite a powerful thing because actually meditating and not being attached is like a different world. And I'm right at the beginning. You know, this is a great time to do this podcast because I'm right at the beginning of that journey of, of meditation. So it's so I've been meditating for, you know, probably six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like a switch has been flicked. Uh-huh. But it's that reading and speaking to people like yourself and reading this, The Untethered Soul, about realising, just think of your thoughts and that as a roommate and you're just watching what they're doing. Yeah. So you're someone different, you know? You're this being inside. This spirit soul was the what, best way I've heard it described. What was the bit that helped you, like, or the feeling when you actually separated from it? Like, how did you kind of think... It's... Well, it was. Um, that's a good question because um, I can't understate how powerful this is. It was peaceful, uh-huh. and that peace doesn't exist in my life. Uh-huh. It never, you know, it kind of. I, I don't feel like it ever has. Uh-huh. I've always been. I've never been in a place of rest. Uh-huh. I remember going to a hypnotherapist. I've tried loads of different types of therapy. I went to a hypnotherapist, and they said, right. First thing I want you to do is just imagine time when you felt completely relaxed. And I sat there for, you know, it felt like 10 minutes. It was probably three seconds. And I just went, I've got nothing. <laughs> like, I've really, I've genuinely got nothing. And they were like, well, think about lying on a beach. And I was like, no, I'll be thinking about the heat and the sand and, like, uh, you know, how far away am I from a toilet? And, you know, I was like, and they were like, okay, not the beach. Like, think about it. And literally, they went through, I won't say them all now, but they went through all these different possible relaxing scenarios and I was just like no I'd be worried about that and yeah and I, uh, I think about um neutral so imagine you're you're in a car and you're in first gear and you're on biting point and you're waiting for the lights to change and you you're in gear and you're on but if you go into put the brake on and you go into neutral it's just an in-between yeah it's it's not waiting, it's not driving, it's not... Yeah, it's, it's just in between. Just resting. Yeah. And it, so I, I suppose I mean, that's a pretty good analogy for where for how I did feel. I was actually... The, 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 the purest emotion really was, was excitement mm-hmm. because I was like, oh my God, you know, I, I really haven't felt this before, mm-hmm. this, this kind of peace. Because the bit, one of the bits that I'd always struggled with, and I'm hoping people resonate with it, this resonates with people and they'll not be thinking, what are these two talking about? Um, but, but like I was, um, one of the bits I'd always struggled with was when people said, well, it doesn't, even if it's a good thought, mm-hmm. you know, d- don't attach to that either. Mm-hmm. And I think there was part of me kind of almost cheating and thinking, well, if it's a good thought, surely that's all right yeah. to think about, you know? But even that was like, no, no, whatever it is, whatever the thought is, let it go. And then, and one of the other key things, like a practical thing, was actually um, the breathing. 
and you know that you hear this like focus on your breath mm-hmm. um I, can't, I wish i could remember where i'd heard this and it was you don't have to it's not deep breaths mm-hmm. for some reason i'd got it in my head that you started breathing differently uh-huh. and so i heard someone say no 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 you just focus on your normal breathing and i was like what like i hadn't <laughs> thought of that before so you think of it as being this quite straightforward where you're just sitting there focusing on breath but I was focused, I was like, you know, like really yeah. trying to pr- over pronouncing my breathe, breath, for example. So, so you're actually not in neutral. No, not at all. To, you're so focused on trying to breathe. Yeah. You forget that if you don't try to breathe, you breathe anyway. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the neutral position. Yeah. So it, you're it, just like, oh, I'm breathing. But that's powerful hey, stuff. My heart's beating. And maybe, yeah. maybe it's I'm just, a bit. It's all happening. I might be a bit slow. Maybe this is what it is. But like, I didn't get. I just didn't get it. I didn't understand that. And since I have kind of, it, something has certainly clicked. The, because the thing is, it goes a slight step beyond that as well, in that I have also, um, since then, I one of the meditations I like to do is around gratitude. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, keep, I've heard this a lot, and I have talked about it a lot on the podcast, in fact, and about how um, my daughter, my four-year-old, you know, she does luckies every evening. So she does three luckies before she goes to bed and she just says, I feel lucky because, and then she says okay. something that's happened that day. Um, and so I've, so I've tried to embrace that same thing. And at different points of the day, when I've got a spare few minutes, I'll try and do that. Mm-hmm. But that's become a lot more powerful since I've, since the meditation has become more powerful. Mm-hmm. And this is all down to that understanding what the witness is. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of unlocked a door, I think. Um, so, it's exciting because I don't I don't know what's next. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> it's the the idea of your your I your ego, and it's just giving that ego just a little bit of a timeout so that you can be. It's it's like you you just experience. You're not making decisions. You're not you know you're not doing anything. You just you do you you come to the point where you make a decision, but at the time that everything's happening to you you're just in a neutral so that you've got time it just gives you time have you have you come across this like conversation before with um clients do you call them clients Mm -hmm. yeah um in terms of you know is this is this something that you work on with people oh absolutely so how so (laughs) i'm looking for affirmation that i'm not weird that's what i'm looking for is that like it's not even I mean, I only know about it because I've worked on it myself. And it, it's that, um, with anything, it's a uh, being having a habit, you only need to do it six out of ten times. So this comes from <laughs> learning kickboxing. Okay, yeah. So you're learning a new technique. The first time you do it, you'll get it wrong. The second time you do it, you get it wrong. And so one out of ten times, you might get the technique right. Right. And you keep practicing, you keep practicing, you keep practicing. Two out of ten times, you might get it right. Okay. Then three out of ten times, you might get it right. But you only really need to get to six out of ten times. You can get it wrong four times out of ten. Yeah. But it's still a competence. Yeah, you still okay. have a skill in it. And so I don't think anybody gets to the point unless they're kind of the Dalai Lama. I'm sure he has an off day. Yeah. Where... Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He's sat there thinking, hey, I want some jelly tops. <laughs> oh. Yeah, bad Dalai Lama. Bad. It's not... Someone said this to me the other day. I was like, he's not even a llama. 
Mina's just false advertising. <laughs> yeah, again, I, yeah. I'm glad I said that on tape. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, His Holiness. <laughs> he, he'll take the observer position. And yeah, he'll, he, of course. He, he's neither good nor bad. No, that's right. That's right. Um, so, so yeah, so so if you're, I quite like like that as a concept. If you're, the first thing came into my mind is you're. It's more than half the time, isn't it? Six out of ten. Mm. So you're you're um, to become competent at something. So um, I'd like to just um, you know we've got I don't know seven or eight minutes left. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk about if we can the power of it. Mm-hmm. So like because it's quite fresh for me, so and quite raw this kind of breakthrough if you like. This will be fascinating for me to look back at. I'm sure or listen back to this in like however many years time or months time mm-hmm. to see if I've you know moved on at all or mm-hmm. if i you know if i stay in this position but what do you see what do you see the the power of being able to get to this position i would say that with all the work that i do with all my clients at the heart of it and that's part of um the journey in pain and discomfort and illness being um, a teacher or a guide is that you can't be guided if you're not listening and what the observer position gives you is an ability to listen. So if you're stuck in a loop, so you have a behaviour loop, so every day you go home and you think, I'm not going to eat chocolate today, but you're tired, so you go home and you eat chocolate. Mm-hmm. And you're stuck in a loop, and no matter how many times you say to yourself, I'm not going to do that, or then you beat yourself up about it, you, you stay in a behaviour pattern. And it's only when you step back and take the observer position and think... So what's actually going in my body when I'm triggered to go get the chocolate? What do I actually need? How am I actually feeling? What, why do I choose chocolate and not something else? Yeah. And it, it gives you a position of choice and a yeah. position of power to then change the loop, change the tape. Yeah. I, yeah. And so you have to look at, you have to have the, your overarching dream and your outcome of where you want to go with anything. So at the moment I'm here. Mm-hmm. and I want to be here because you can't move along a path if you don't know where the destination is mm-hmm. and then the obstacles will come up and it's where you stick which is why it's so important to make mistakes and have things go wrong and do things and think oh, I really wish that wasn't that wasn't towards my destination mm-hmm. because that's where you learn and that's where you have to use the observer position to say that's interesting what was it that made me behave like that or react like that or say that or do that? Because next time I want to do it differently because the chances are that's what you tend to do. Yeah. Because it's a habit. I think that, I think that's powerful stuff as well. And in fact, um, I've just been rereading Susan Jeffers' um, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Oh, yeah. And like, um, in fact, at the sessions that I run in the... the organization i work in i've just managed to secure 120 copies of it so i'm going to give everyone a copy oh, of that wow. book yeah we got them for free from um that doesn't matter from from where i didn't nick them but like they were donated by a generous benefactor um and so yeah because I, it's been a powerful book in my life that uh-huh. um and one of the things actually claire it, it explains pretty much what you just said which is there's like a line from where I am now to where I want to be 
um, and then it's kind of a zigzag. Yeah. But at the at the at the tip of each zigzag, it says "oops," and it's like <laughs> so. It's it's, exa- it's literally you, a diagram of what you've you just said. You cannot have you cannot have the destination with any richness or any experience or any value without that. Yeah. They're the important bits. Yeah. And and that's where like um, I work with a lot of people who have perfectionist tendencies, mm-hmm. um, and that's my own background. I'm a recovering perfectionist. And <laughs> I like that. Because <laughs> yeah. like you're never not. You're, yeah. you're always in recovery. Yeah. Um, and t- to know that it's important to go wrong and to yeah. make those mistakes and then think, wow, okay, that's interesting. What happened there? Why did I career off down that path? Yeah. And then you, you learn and you become stronger for it. But if you stay still because you're scared of making a mistake you just you don't progress you don't evolve yeah and that's what like it's a human endeavor isn't it to grow and evolve and self-develop i and i actually think that it's um i think it's quite a common trait that um the perfectionism thing you know and the the not the you know one of my greatest fears if you like one of the i i hate getting things wrong Mm -hmm. you know when in fact i've um i say quite when i do quite a lot of talks now mental health talks and in fact i've done it today um and i and i always say you know that the reason i feel comfortable talking about mental health is because i'm talking about my experience mm-hmm. so i can't get it wrong because mm-hmm. if someone says to me well that's not what happened to me i go hey that's fine mm-hmm. but this is what happened to me yeah so i've got that safe so even within that environment i've got the safety net of i can't you know i can't get it wrong because i'm not necessarily i i very rarely try and give people advice mm-hmm. i'm kind of trying to talk to people who have got knowledge around things yeah. and essentially be a guinea pig a lot of the time around okay i don't get that yeah. like because other people may ask the kind of questions that i'm going to ask yeah. so <clears throat> but it's powerful to know that if you make a mistake that's okay yeah it's okay yeah yeah and so the self knowledge of knowing what you know and knowing it's okay to know what you know means it's okay to say i don't know that or um oh yeah i got that wrong or yeah i'll backtrack on that it's so um it's so strong to be able to do that yeah and to to have that uh yeah maybe it is maybe it isn't it's yeah it's having that neutrality to dare i say it kind of is it it's a trait of resilience isn't it yeah it's a, it's, it's a trait, you know, it's a very much a buzzword at the minute, resilience. Um, but it is, it, you know, if you've got that ability to <clears throat> make a mistake and not fall down completely and crumple because of it, yeah. you know, because how often does that happen? Yeah. That actually you fall to pieces and everything turns and, to crash. And the hope you know? and the drive and the thing that you attach to is not to look weak or stupid or get caught out. Yeah, exactly. And actually, <clears throat> it's the opposite. Yeah. It's letting go and saying, Oh yeah, I don't know everything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah. perfect. Yeah, I make <clears> mistakes. <throat> we all do. It's you're uh free to make a mistake with me. And then it's like this you know, everyone's a lot more comfortable, a lot more creative, yeah. a lot more connection. I, it's really powerful stuff. And I told you at the beginning of this this was gonna fly gonna by. Fly it's gone by <laughs> time's gone already. Um so Listen to this. You might, guys out there, listen to this. You might have to listen to this more than once because it was quite complicated. It's quite complex stuff. But essentially, my thing would be go out there and try it. If you're feeling down 
um, you know, and if you're feeling up, but particularly if you're feeling down, you know, see if you can just take that step back within your mind and just look at it and, and, and try and not attach yourself to it and see it as something that's happening at that moment in time. Um, is that fair enough? Yeah, take a deep breath <clears throat> and give yourself a moment before you react because that gives you the observer position. Brilliant, thank you. So, um, Claire Smith, how can people get in, in contact with you? Uh, my website is claire-smith.co.uk and you can read all about what, my journey <laughs> and yeah. everything that I do Great. on there. Um, and there's also a, a free 10-day course that you can do on there, just a five-minute video every day with a practical health tip that Sounds you can implement into your life. Sounds fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. And thank you guys out there for listening, uh, as always. Please follow me on Twitter at mentalcoms, that's M-E-N-T-A-L-C-O-N-V-S. Uh, and another episode of Mental Conversations will be winging its way to you pretty soon. Thanks a lot, Claire.